Cheers. Damn you, old man. Wade. Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And to my love, to my left, we have my lovely life okay. with our normal enthusiasm, as always. And across the pond and across the way, we have the pinnacle of political perfection, the superior, Super Walk Hobby. What's up, everybody? Yeah, we uh, the audio should sound a little bit better. And I thank you guys for being patient. We haven't recorded in a while. Well, we've recorded, but um, we're recording content specifically that will go to our pages via video, so uh, look out for that. Uh, We're moving on up to the 21st century. Yeah, it only, it only took old man Wade a thousand years to realize that, hey, maybe I should jump into this century at some point in time. That's all good. Uh, long story short, I should listen to my wife a million times when she told me that I should have been doing this. Yeah, man. And you look good on video, bro. Feeling good, feeling great with my um, Captain Marvel shirt on. I have my vaca- my vacation slash Joe Budden beard popping right now, so don't judge me, guys. <laughs> no, your, your beard is way more luxurious than Joe Budden's. No, it's still yeah. luxurious. So don't get me wrong. It's soft. It's just, you know. You got know. got the grays going. Aesthetically. But, you know, my, my, my friends are still around me, so, you know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not depressed right now. Oh, shit. So, uh, before, um, let's get right to it. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I don't really don't want to say this person's name, but the uh, so we don't really need to. But the murderer of George Floyd uh, was was on foul guilty on three counts on three counts. I'm not sure if it was all counts, but definitely three of them. Um, but the to say yeah, clearly, it, was all, it was just three counts. He got he was guilty on all three. He guilty on all three counts. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was the uh, fuck it. I'll say his name because fuck him. Uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, Chauvin convicted of guilty of murder and killing of George Floyd. So let's call it like it is. He's guilty. Um, and while I think a lot of us um, in the black community or, or just anybody in general who's who wants to see justice and you know a lot of reform and, and like you know or just the abolishment of Police, um, bad police officers in general were happy about this. Um, but there's still obviously still a long way to go with policing, uh, the murder of innocent people. I think we need to get out of the habit of saying the shooting of innocent people and the killing of innocent people when it's called like it is. It was, it's murder. You know what I mean? I, I think that's, uh, words mean something and that is definitely something that we need to get used to saying. Um, I know my lovely life, Valkyrie, has thoughts on this, and a, and a lot of them I mirror. But um, what were your thoughts? First off, what, do you, what were your thoughts going in to this, and what were your thoughts after the verdict came in? Um, going in, I honestly didn't think that they would find him guilty because some way, somehow, they always get off, right? Like, we've seen it countless times happen, even with videotapes, because everybody says, oh, there was a tape, there was a whatever. I mean, we watched the beating of Rodney King by four officers who got off. We are in 2021, so I guess there was a little bit more hope, but nothing had changed. So it's like, meh, somehow, some way, probably won't be found guilty. 
neither here nor there. So found guilty. My issue is, is that everybody who's screaming that this is justice, I don't think this is justice at all. Um, I think that he's hopefully going to be held accountable. I think it's a step in the right direction because accountability is huge. I'm also still not I'm not like one of those people who was like, oh, I let out a big deep sigh. No, I will when I hear what the actual sentencing will be. Because just because you are found guilty of something does not mean that you're going to get time, that you're going to do whatever. Like, I mean, again, we've seen that countless times where people were found guilty of crimes, but then given a slap on the wrist. Like, so who knows if he'll do any time, what that time will consist of, where he will be, what what kind of reform like and that's the other thing people talk about just going to prison like will there be any reform will there be any i just there's for me out of all of it there's real no satisfaction like i don't know everybody else has all this great satisfaction going on i'm still not satisfied because i don't think that it's going to really change anything <laughs> yeah i think it's appeasing the crowd like and of course now the the spewing of, well, the jury had no choice. They had to find him guilty because black people threatened to burn down the, the city. That That's now being spewed everywhere. Instead of, again, people understanding that what he did was wrong, that it was not proper procedure, that it was not proper protocol, that it was not okay to kneel on someone's neck for that long. Well, in general. You know what I mean? It's still falling back to victim shaming. It's still falling back to, well, he's a cop, so it's justified. It's still, there's no lessons being learned still. And everybody is just, I don't know, celebrating the fact that he was found guilty. For me, again, it's not a celebration. Not really. Um, Superwoke? I mean, yeah. I mean, I could definitely relate to that frustration. No, but, what your, but what are your thoughts in general, like, going in to the uh, trial? What were your thoughts and what were your... Um, what were I thought he was going to get... Honestly, I thought, I thought he was going to get convicted in all three three counts. I mean, I, I think primarily due to the fact that it had so much exposure and it was such a blatant um, crime, right? Like, I remember, uh, I think the George Floyd... George Floyd his murder, right, like, after that, if you look at polling, that matters to you at all. I mean, I pay attention to that, but, like, I think Black Lives Matter had, like, a 70% approval rating. Like, you had people on Fox News, you know, finding it hard to justify what Chauvin did. I mean, over time, obviously, as, 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 we, as, we, as time separated us from the actual event, you know, um, people started going into their own corners. But uh, I think there was uh, a palpable difference in the way people from all seg from many segments were talking about this. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really talk much about the trial in public because I didn't really. Well, it do, you know, it's just it's, this stuff happens so much. Right. Like, I, I just I'm I'm tired of talking about it, to be honest with you. But. Um, I was optimistic that he was going to be charged. Um, I think Bakri also had a good point about waiting to see what his sentencing's looking like. And I, again, I think I think that um, 
I don't know if he's going to get the maximum on all three comps, but I think he's going to do some years. Um, again, just because of the um, publicity of this crime and just how blatant it was. But, I mean, for every Chauvin, right, there's, you know, the killers of Breonna, Breonna Taylor, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it just, it doesn't feel, justice, justice to me would be, uh, George Floyd being alive today, right? Justice to me would have been one of those cops that watched him die, say something, yeah. right? They didn't like not even do it, just say something, right? Like say like, "Yo, ease up a little bit," you know, like. Well, um, that, that's another problem I have. Um, are the the cops who were around him who didn't do anything while this was going on? So, like, so they yeah. should be held accountable as well. Um, because well, their they, trial starts soon. So yeah, um, but but you um, mentioned I wanted to make sure that I got it right. But the woman who um, reached for her taser and shot the um, the murdered the um, guy in the in his car. That was for me the reason I was like, oh, there's no way in hell that um, Chauvin or whatever his name is is going to get off, specifically because it happened in Minnesota. So I am a bit of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and I do believe that um, things that go on in the world do affect the trial, and I, well, we're not here to talk about anything that's, like, you know, let's talk about, like, what's next. I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and all that because they're not important. So we had this conversation in one of our group chats about what happens now. Because as uh, you both put, this is, it's not really, I don't know if victory is the right word, you know what I mean? Because how far and few between this stuff actually happens when, when a black person is murdered by the police officer, or just anybody in general was murdered by a cop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, but what now what? You know what I mean? So, as uh, Valkyrie put it, um, how what's their sentencing going to be? What kind of prison are they going to? What kind of reform is going to happen with the police force, not just in Minnesota but across the country? Uh, um, and for those who don't know, policing started when they were when they were uh, to bring slaves back to their owners, and this is something that's been going on. That like this is what the root of policing is. And as we can see, like a lot of it just still hasn't changed. Like we have a, um, there was a Boston supervisor who was, um, who's going to be going on trial for uh, sexual assault. He was the head of the union, police union. The head of the police let's union. Get the, let's get that straight so everybody understands this man's position and power. Yeah. He was the head of the Boston police union. <laughs> So, and, and, um, this was something that you spoke on, um, Javi, about, like, how a lot of the union is the pro is the problem. So, what happens now? I mean, same thing. It, this is a complicated issue, right? Like, I, and I, I say this a lot because it's true. Like, there is no national police force. I mean, if, unless you count the FBI, Right. Other than that, like we're talking about, you know, state, local, even municipal 
um, police forces, right? And each one of those groups, have, they have different rules, they have different standards, different standards in training, right? Um, so when you ask what's next, when people ask what's next, or they go like, why can't Biden do something? Or why can't Trump do something, right? Like, the issue wasn't, the issue really doesn't lie with them, or even with Congress, really. Congress can do some things. They can set the tone, but nothing is going to change if things don't happen on a local level. And that also means, like, challenging these police unions um, on a local level. And that means if you really want something to change, man, you need to we we need to be more involved. Again, I say this I say this a lot when we have these conversations, right? We need to be more involved in the politics around us, right? We need to know who's on the city council. We need to know one, we need to know who who in government who in our local governments are in charge of, of holding the police accountable and then we hold them accountable. We we make sure they're doing their job, right? Like that's really all we can do. Um, I mean, that's it. And just keeping the pressure on. I mean, the reason why we we saw the verdict we saw is because people videotaped what they saw. This was put in the public. Like, pe this was put in everybody's face. Like, people saw what happened. Um, the issue, um, you know, I, it's, you know, it's complicated, man. And I don't know if there's any easy answer to this, to be honest with you. I, it's just, we got to put in the work. Um, I uh, want to shout out uh, E. Duke Bennett for uh, Tell Us the Truth um, and your cousin uh, Danielle Hot Sauce for like, you know, doing a, doing a good job of like keeping people informed on their platforms on the things that are going on in local elections and things of that nature. So uh, shout out to y'all for um, doing what you do. Uh, Valkyrie, what are your thoughts on like things that should or could happen? See, things like, what should happen next? Well, just like people have said, they're really lost. Laws need to be changed, but they have to change locally. It's not international. Which I kind of, in a way, don't understand how our governments in each town and each sanction and each whatever has their own rules and their own... I don't like the idea of that anyway. I've had this discussion before. Like, they do this as well with, like, medical degrees, uh, nursing degrees. Um, I'm I, lost. I believe... Not just that, but like, so like, if I'm licensed in the city of Boston, um, in Massachusetts to be a nurse, there are several states that I can go and work in because my license will carry. Um, in some states, it will not. Boston actually, I can, I think I, I mean, I have more ability to work as a nurse in a lot more states than some other states. Some other states, so like if you come from, let's say, Missouri, and you're coming to Boston, your license won't necessarily travel here. You'd have to sit for the boards again in Boston. Same thing with, like, policing. They have their own laws and their own things. But my, my question is, like, why? Why is there not a standard across the board for laws for policing police or for licensing nurses or doctors or any kind of field that you have to have any kind of licensure in or whatever? Why don't we have standards? Why don't we have specific laws that have to be abided by all sanctions, not just some or whoever chooses to ad adopt or take those laws? Well, yeah, and um, I, uh, I guess a debate could be made that like each, each state um, has a different kind of person, but to that I would say 
people are still people. So you, you get um, a situation like George Floyd when he was murdered because he had a knee in the back of his neck. You know what I mean? And with some of the training that like I've had in my in my current uh, profession, one of the things they tell told tell us is to never do that because of how effed up it is, because how dangerous it is, and how it can impede someone from from breathing, which is not something like you want to do. Um, you know, it's how it's like the human. How long is it the human body can go without um, air? The human brain was it like three minutes? I think. It was like four. So like the idea that certain moves like that. And we've seen it where it's like, oh, they was choking them. It's like, why is a chokehold like legal? You know what I mean? Why are these why are these methods of um, arrest yeah, and detain the uh, detainment allowed in some places but not others? Because it, it really doesn't. It honestly doesn't make sense. And like, there are certain things I can see where it's like, you know, certain laws that may not work in Boston that definitely do work in Florida or Mississippi. But um, you guys are both uh, people of science, which um, incorporates math. Like, there's a middle, there's there's a median to the way things can go that should be, uh, I guess, more, I guess, universal, um, national, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because a crime is a crime. Like, you know what I mean? Why is a, why is a murder treated differently in in Boston than it would be in Kansas. Why is a sexual assault handled differently in North Dakota than it is in like Texas? You know what I mean? Like, so I, it's it, it to to your point, it is befuddling that you don't have these like. Why is it just like a national thing? Uh, Super, do you have any comments on just that in general? I mean. I do have a lot of comments on that, to be honest with you, but I'm not going to bore people with the details. It's, no, we're here now, though. Like, I mean, I honestly yeah. think we're here now. We have a platform, so let's, let's discuss yeah. it. I mean, we've always, like, since the beginning of this country, it's always been kind of like uh, a tug of war between the federal government and state governments. Unfortunately, a lot of that, like, battle has been influenced by racism, right? Like, um, you know, states... You know, states want to do what they want to, certain states wanted to do what they wanted to do, including slavery, Jim Crow, you know, keeping people from voting, right? And they felt that the federal government would, um, was was too heavy-handed in, in, in forcing them to be more inclusive. Like, this isn't the only reason. And so they fought to increase the power of states, to increase the autonomy of states. And it's also part of, like, the, you know, we're uh, a constitutional republic which means you know we are a, a a collection of of different regions right and like you said before like they have different priorities and stuff like that so um that's the fact that the laws are so segmented that's just an artifact of like of, of those moments in history and it's going to be difficult to kind of change that um i mean look at like, because we find reasons to, to, to not want to do things together. Like, even masking. Like, you know, the, the fact that some states, they don't care if you have a mask on. Other states, they do, you know. And they're like, the states that don't want you to mask or like, the government's trying to control what you're trying to do. You know, like, these, like that argument is, is part of the reason why there's such a difference in policing. Again, it's more complicated than that. But generally speaking, like, that's what caused that. 
Um, I do think um, just like the federal government kind of sparked, helped spark over-policing, right, with the crime bills, and then the states just went and, 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 and took it to a whole nother level. It's the same way that, you know, the, the federal government can make laws, right, kind of like they can, it, there's ways to influence the states to do what you want them to do, but then again, politics gets messy, and then, you know, people talk about overreaching government, and then Fox News starts to blow a gasket, and, you know, it gets, it, it, and then we end up not getting anything done, so, I don't know, man, if you find a way to change human nature, and, and just in general, let me know, and that's what's going to probably help this whole situation out. Oh, hope that I, makes sense. I want to send a special fuck you to, uh, uh, and I hate saying her name, but a special fuck you to Tommy Lauren, because like she always does, she'll jump into things and just be like, oh, so that means this. And it's like, you're a tone deaf, you're a bitch, um, and you should shut the fuck up forever. Like all people okay. like people <laughs> like people like that who feed. I'm guessing um, you don't like her. Huh? Yeah. No, uh, she's I think she's one of the worst people to have a voice on a platform. Um and while she should have the freedom to say what she wants, uh, we also have the freedom to call them out on their bu- on her bullshit. Uh, the fact that she has a platform where she can take the the conviction of a murderer and then turn it around and make and try to make the people who are protesting this seem like animals and violent criminals is absolutely disgusting. Uh, there was some jagoff on Fox News who was like laughing hysterically, like the Joker, about like you know, like oh, so ha ha ha. It's like this isn't a laughing matter. This isn't something that should be taken lightly, um, and this isn't something to be used for to promote a platform. Like I'm using this on uh, my platform specifically and as responsible as possible because I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had. I think that. I have my hope is that somebody will hear this and maybe get the maybe like change the way they think about just life and what people of color go through and why we're so scared when we see uh, like why we react differently when we see police officers because our reality isn't their reality. You know what I mean? Just like when I hear women discuss like how fearful they are of certain things. Like, I listen because this isn't something that I necessarily have to go through. So, like, it took, it. you know what I mean? And granted, I'm an open-minded person, so, but there are things that I didn't even know about. Like, you know, when we did our first IG Live, and the women were coming on talking about all the horrible things, like, we knew some of it, but we didn't know all the things they go through, you know what I mean? So, if you're using your platform specifically from monetary gain as, gain as opposed to using it responsibly and you're just like inciting violence and hatred and racism and sexism, xenophobia, homophobia. If you're doing your, using your platform to, to like promote that stuff, uh, kindly go fuck yourself. So, uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Um, this is a top. Um, this is another topic. This is going to be a more serious episode. Um, it's going to be a shorter one, but um, this is a conversation that me and Super Woke discuss, 
it is a topic that I don't normally uh, bring up because I have I have very strong feelings on it. And now that I think that I'm in a better place to discuss it, I think I can. Uh, I want to talk about just guns in general or gun control. Um, I love them. You I love, love guns. Them. Give me all the guns. Let me get a bazooka, rocket launcher. I hate them. Get some hellfire missiles. I I hate them. I don't think the world needs them. I think that if we took all the guns in the world and then threw them into the sun, everything would be fine. Uh, before we get into your thoughts, Super Bowl, uh, Valkyrie, what are your, what's your thoughts and opinions on? You always got to go to me first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm indifferent about it. I don't really, I don't think they would be as problematic if we had the right laws in place. I don't, Personally, I mean, I I want to go to a range. I want to shoot. I want to know what it's like. I just want to feel it. I feel like there are people who are responsible gun owners who've never had a problem or issue in their life because they do what they're supposed to. And if if you are in a responsible adult and you have passed every law and every you know testing, fine. I don't think it should be as easy to get weapons as it is. I don't think that there is a need really for like like assault rifles like i don't understand the purpose of automatic refill weapons um i mean i guess like people say like you should be able to own them because if your government ever goes against you or blah 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 whatever it is yakety schmackety but i don't feel it is necessary for a regular everyday citizen to own a ar-15 that can murder fucking you know hundreds of people in a minute. <laughs> like, um, to quote um, Jim Jeffries, when they talk about like the uh, like the government coming to take your guns, and he goes, you're literally bringing, he's like, the government has drones. You're literally bringing a gun to a drone fight. <laughs> like, that's what, it, well, not even that. Like, there's so many other things. Like, you think your guns are going to save you for your from your government? They're not. <laughs> like, they definitely have bigger and better everything than you do, so... We, we saw them roll out the tanks for riot. But I see like I see no reason why someone shouldn't be allowed to own a weapon, own a gun, because I understand the presence of being able to protect yourself, one. Two, some people just, they like to go to the range. They like to shoot. Some people hunt. Some people, whatever reasoning. As long as you can pass an appropriate background check, as long as you, I don't think, as long, there should, there should be very strict and stringent laws, again, across the board, everywhere, state to state, for weapons. So, Super Woke, um, uh, you and, uh, friend of the show and brother of mine, uh, Fletchmo, are, I'm not gonna say gun nut, but, um, because, like, you know, it's, it comes with a negative connotation. Um, but you do, both of you enjoy your guns. You, um, I don't know if you have one, Superbook. Um, I know Fleckman was it. It's the most responsible gun owner I know. He was actually the first person who took me to a range and um, out of state. And the place we went, they talked about, like, the proper, um, uh, keep, uh, how you keep a gun, how you clean a gun, how you store a gun, um, and went over, like, the laws and the, the safety of it all before, you know, you even go in there. So that was dope. Um, Panda has, um, discussed, like, you know, like, going to the range, and I think, uh, the Coco host did as well, um, and you feel, I don't know, do you feel is strongly the right word about, like, guns and stuff like that, so what do you feel about, 
uh, guns and gun control in general? Um, I don't know if I have strong feelings for guns. It's, I, I don't know. They exist. They ain't going nowhere. There's more guns in this country than people at this point. I mean, I know from history as a black man, like, I think having a gun is probably better than not having a gun, in my opinion. Um, I, I know that during Reconstruction, a time, like, or during and after Reconstruction, a time that was in this country, a time where, you know, lynchings were at an all-time high, um, race riots, a.k.a. white people coming into black towns and killing people, was a thing, and that the towns that survived the longest, the black towns that survived the longest, were the towns where the citizens were armed, right? I know that there are all types of racist militias in this country that, you know, wouldn't hesitate to, to kill me and my family. And I know that, you know, I live in an environment where, you know, there is crime because guns are so easily, uh, 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 let's say, purchased, you know, in this country. So, I don't know. I, I see it as a... As I see gun ownership from my perspective um, as a responsibility, man. Like, um, you know, like, I, I, it's a way to protect yourself and your loved ones and I'm saying this primarily as a black man in this country that that has a target that feel it feels like I have a target on my back um well it feels like that hard. because you do you know what yeah, I mean? like that's exactly um and I feel like as far as gun laws go I think that like we talked about earlier there needs to be something that's universal because people, I know the argument that actual gun nuts, I wouldn't call myself a gun nut, but actual gun nuts, right? Like they say, well, whoa, the cities with the the, the, the highest, the, the most strict gun laws are the ones with the highest crime, right? And I'm like, where do you think they're getting the guns from? They're getting the guns from places with no gun laws. You know, there's nothing to go across the border and stock up and then come into these cities that the reason why there is crime is because there is a concentration of poverty and um, disenfranchisement that causes that. It's not the guns that cause these crimes. It's, they say that all the time. It's not a gun that kills people. It's a bad person, but it's also a, a, a desperate person, right? A desperate person with a gun. Well, and also so when you can get a gun in another state, a border state, or even within your state for nothing, and you can come into these places and just proliferate these places with untraceable weaponry, of course, the crime rates are going to go up. So, you know, it's it's all our responsibility to advocate for tougher gun laws everywhere. Uh, it's um doesn't really need much, much need to be more to be said because I actually agree with uh, both your sentiments. Um, and it's funny we have three different people here with three different opinions on them. Um, I don't necessarily like them. I've been to the range. I've shot a gun. Um, I don't like them, and a lot of it it has to do with. I don't, maybe if the laws were a little different and maybe if we didn't have, at one point there was a, a mass shooting every week for, I, I think like two months. So. Um, but like, uh, I just, if the laws were different and I, maybe I'd have, maybe I'd, I'd feel differently about it if things weren't the way they were. 
Um, but I, I just want to get my thought on you. No, no, no. I didn't mean to. It's just, again, it's the laws, though. It's not necessarily the people. It's the laws that we have and the lack of laws that we have. And the ability to get weapons from, like, people the same from other countries. and Not even other countries. You can go to the South. Well, go, yeah. to a, go to a, a gun show um, and illegally attain one and then make your way back up here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Um, when I was doing this other show and um, Diddy was talking about this and anybody, everybody here is growing up in the hood, if you want a gun, you can get a gun. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... Not, it's not difficult at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... If you know somebody... To get who can get you one, you can get one. So, I just I have I I feel strong I feel strongly about this. And someone said to me, "There was a allegedly." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and someone said to me, "Oh well, what are you supposed to do when you go to war?" I was like, "Shoot the fair one." What are you supposed to just use knives and swords? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I mean, what's the difference though between a gun and knife or a sword? Like, um, the difference between a gun and so knife. So killing I, somebody with a weapon. Uh, the difference between a gun and a knife. I don't. I. Wait, you gotta I, get closer. I, <laughs> I. I. I abhor violence in general. Like you know what I mean? That's not something that I advocate. Um, I think that conflict can. Be, oh, when Eminem, when Eminem had that line, "Hey kids, do you like violence?" You were the one kid that was like, "No, <laughs> no, Eminem." Um. I feel that conflict can become a positive thing, but conflict doesn't necessarily mean violence. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes I do agree that you do have to fight, not necessarily physically for the things you want, but like it, we live in a world where I feel that conversations can end a lot of turmoil. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's, causing pain to take away someone else's pain, like to take away your pain just seems, it's, it doesn't even seem, it's, it's definitely counterproductive. So you don't like the color of my skin, so I kill you. Like, so excuse me, so you kill me. Um, you don't like who I'm having sex with, so you kill me. Like, you know what I mean? Why are these, why are... Why is it a thing that turns that becomes death? Like, why is someone like you? You praise a god differently. Uh, what's the, uh, the Mad Villain line? They pray two times a day. They pray five. Whose ways are strange when it's time to survive? Like, you know what I mean? Um, and so, I just, I guess, all this really comes down to just like. Well, let me get at the doctor's question. The difference I think between a gun and a knife is. I can't take a knife and then go kill a hundred people. You know what I mean? With a with a gun or assault rifle, I could literally just spray and kill a hundred people. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like it would be nice if people just like you know what I mean? Just found a way to to do things without having like cause like physical emotional pain. I, I just like I said, I'll say it again. I abhor it. I don't think it's necessary, but to others it you is. Make a, you huh? make an interesting point, though. You make an interesting point. Um, so the, like, conversation being something that resolves, um, conflict without violence, but some, some of the people you're stating, right, like, somebody that wants to kill you because of the color of your skin, 
somebody that wants to kill you because of your religion. Somebody wants to kill you because of your your sexual orientation. Like sometimes you can't have conversations with these people, right? Like you can't. Like the best you can do is protect yourself. Well, you know what I mean. Like I it's, it's called I, fanaticism for a reason, right? Like, but I think that's part of. I think that's also part of the problem is these people aren't being educated. You know what I mean? These like you know what I mean? Like me and Valkyrie have had this discussion a million times where you're not born racist. You're not born homophobic. These are things that are, these are learned behaviors. These are things that are taught to you. Um, so they, so they are being educated. It's just that they're being, they're being educated in a certain way. Right. Well, like, tolerance, tolerance should be something that's, that's taught. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily have to agree with something to, un- I don't need to, to agree with something to understand that it's a right. I don't agree with the stuff that people spew on Fox News, but I also understand that they have a right to a freedom of speech. You know what I mean? But I also don't feel that people understand what freedom of speech actually means. You know what I mean? So that's that's a whole other can of worms in general. Um, I feel that if we lived in a world where you could speak when you can have an honest conversation about your feelings and someone says, well, I don't like black people. Well, why don't you like black people? Like, let's have an actual dialogue. Let's have a discussion so we can, so you can understand that your way of thinking is dangerous, it's harmful, and wrong. Like, you know what I mean? You don't like me because of something, because of the way I was born. Like, I haven't done anything wrong to you. Um, like, me personally. Like, I can understand if, like, okay. White person comes over, shoots me. I don't hate all white people. I hate that person who shot me. You know what I mean? So I can understand when you have a disdain for someone in particular who has harmed you. But to take it out on an entire group of people or an entire race is it it gets you nowhere and honestly like it takes more time to really hate somebody than it does to just you know ex then like hate is there's a debate on what the opposite of love is and some people say hate um my therapist said um it's indifference like you know what i mean like it takes and i think hate is like basically right there with love because it takes so much energy and emotion to legitimately hate somebody. And I think the cure for hate is education. I think the cure for hate um, is um, proper conversation. These are the things that these, these are the things that go through my head when I see people who just despise something. It's like let's get down to the root of where this comes from and then I guess cure would might maybe that's the right term for it. So, all right. Um, this has been the old one man. day, old man. One day. <laughs> Here's hoping, man. I, I um, remain. I, I get pessimistic sometimes, but I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I really do believe that um, the human race isn't. Um, so what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The human race isn't. We shouldn't give up on. It, you know what I mean? I truly, oh, for sure. I truly believe that this is something that we can 
overcome. I think that inherently, I, I believe that everybody wants to be happy, even if their happiness doesn't necessarily coincide with mine. I really do think that we all just want some sort of, some form of peace. You know what I mean? Uh, I truly and honestly believe that. I think that deep down inside, we all have the capacity to be good people. Um, it does take a little bit more effort to not um, lash out when you see certain things. Like Lupe Fiasco had a line, how do you forgive the murderer of your father? You know what I mean? And we've seen on many occasions how someone will, like the uh, the victims of the marathon bombing, they were, incorrectly for wrong, Valkyrie, they were against the death penalty. Not all. Not all of them, but like some of them were like against the death penalty, and they were, and they've lost limbs, they've lost family members, and they've like and they're traumatized. And a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them were against the death penalty. Like, like imagine what that person must go through, or like the people who just like who are wrong. They're like we've seen black people in the South, like who are just like, yes, this person just murdered a lot of our friends and family and the people close to us. But we forgive you because it's in our religion and in our being to be forgiving people. I don't know if I have that type of forgiveness in me, but I do applaud the people who can do that. Um, you were going to say something about me. Uh, about like how like like not people not want the death penalty. Either. Oh, I mean, just be, I mean, I'm, like there is that saying like hurt people hurt people. I get that, but I just. Like, death is permanent, and I understand, like, just because somebody hurt me, it doesn't mean they necessarily need to die, or they need yeah. to, like, blah, 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 or they, and what lessons are learned, and what changes, and what really happens, like, I don't know. And my, my whole thing was, is, like, it's very common for people to say they don't believe in the death penalty, even when they have been traumatized, hurt, yeah. violently, because... Yeah, it's an eye for an eye doesn't change what happened. It doesn't yeah, an eye for an eye make the whole change world the situation. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. And I'm not. And again, I'm also again, I'm also anti death penalty. Um, I'm not. We we've gone over super well. Uh, before we go, do you have any thoughts on um, just the topic that we just discussed? Um, honestly. I'm I'm kind of with I'm kind of with you in the optimism boat. Like I feel like it might not happen in our lifetime. It might not happen in our kids' lifetime. But Your I think that have. you know we have a um, as a species. You know we have an opportunity to do great things. You know, we just we just friggin' landed a, a a helicopter on Mars, right? Like you know that shit's crazy to me. Um, you know I think that. We just have a lot of potential, and we're going to, you know, at some point as a species, we're going to look back at these moments and these conversations and go, like, damn, we were freaking stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, cheers to all the This has been the Old Man Wade Show, a more serious episode. Uh, the next one's going to be a lot more fun, but um, I really felt the need to really speak on the topics at hand. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my lovely wife Valkyrie and the Superior Super Wolf Hobby for joining joining us. Uh, you can find me on social media, Old Man Wade Com, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. 
You can find us both on the Old Man Wade Show on Facebook. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, CCBN, the, uh, the Culture Comic Book News Podcast uh, from Black Rabbit. BlackRabbit.com! B-L-A-Q-U-E-R-A-B-B-I-T. And don't forget to visit OldManWade.com uh, for some older articles. More will be coming soon. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, Valkyrie, do you have any final words? No. Superwalk, any final words? You know what? I don't know. I have those final words. No. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Damn it, Wade.